Everybody does. Yeah. All right. The following film has not been rated <laughs> by the Motion Picture Association of America due to explicit sexual content. Explicit sexual content is not intended for viewers under the age of 18. KTBR Break Room. Hear the drama get wicked. Guess what? I got a fever. And the only prescription is more cowbell. You're 91 years old. You look fantastic. You look like you're in your late 60s, early 70s. What's the secret? I don't dare tell you. (laughs) No meat. You don't eat meat. I masturbate a lot. Okay, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Ernie. That was great. I actually heard that. Our world is in peril. Gaia, the spirit of the earth, can no longer stand the terrible destruction plaguing our planet. She sends five magic rings to five special young people. Charles. From Africa, the power of earth. From North America. Mark Hudson. With the power of fire. From the Soviet Union. Dirty, dirty Dustin. With the power of wind. From Asia, Thomas the Tank. With the power of water. And from South America, Purvis. With the power of heart. When the five powers combine, they summon Earth's greatest champion, the Break Room. Go Break Room. 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 Podcasting live from the break room towers in the scrotum of the DFW Metroplex, it's The Break Room with Mark, Dustin, and Thomas. And a Canadian. (laughs) Episode 182 of Break Room. We're back after fighting war in Russia. I don't know if we won or not, even though I control the Soviet Union. I know. You have the power. I have no idea what happened. You control the Soviet Union? Okay, I'm from there. I should know what's going on. You should. (laughs) You are a former KGB agent. (laughs) Basically. So we have a voicemail, actually. Came in late breaking voicemail. Oh, how about that? Came in 14 minutes ago. Do it. No? Hey, break room. Sorry it's been so long. God's had me. Strapped to the ceiling up here, cooking meth in his meth lab. Go only settle for the sweet, crystal clear blue stuff. Anything less, and I get a bullet to the face. <laughs> Just wanted to call in with a question of the week. Marry, fuck, or kill? <laughs> Walt, Walt Jr., Skyler. Out, go out, <laughs> death, five. <clears throat> Mary fucker kill. That's mm. amazing. 
I can't remember the last time anybody asked me those questions. <laughs> well, it's probably been at least 20 years. So, uh, Thomas, who would you, uh, who would you marry fucking kill? <laughs> Candace Cameron. Uh, not an option. Let's go easily with kill Walt, the bad guy. Sure. I actually agree with that. Uh, he's obviously uh, going to fuck you over and not, oh, yeah. not in a fun way, not in a cummy sort of sperman type of as way. As much as I nah. am not into this at all, let's go with Walt Jr. for the F because <laughs> I want it to be one and over and yeah. I'd rather marry the chick in the long run. Plus, he's a lot of fun. He has a lot of extra appendages. He, okay. can, he can stick crutches okay. in certain places. Sure, yeah. He can prop you up. It can be like a new sex swing. <laughs> According to his Twitter uh, pics, definitely, right? Isn't he on there with the oh, yeah, party crazy more, yeah. bitches and everything like oh, that? Oh, does he? So, there you go. Yeah. He could be one of his crazy bitches. There you go. Yeah. And you marry Skyler, I guess? Yes. He didn't include Jesse on that list. He did no, not. he didn't. It was just the family. Mark? I actually agree completely with Thomas. I mean, the uh, the fact that uh, Walt Jr. has those extra props. I mean, who doesn't like props in a little <laughs> sexual play? Uh, and, you know, he's a nice guy. He'll probably be grateful for your love and affection. Uh, he's a party guy, so yeah. you're not going to get your swerve on. Definitely want to kill Walt because he's obviously going to sure, kill yeah. you first. Yeah, I mean, you can't marry him. And you know, when you make a although buck, he's the richest one of them all, sure. So if you're marrying for money, yeah. But if with. you're if you marry Skyler, then you get some of that fortune, and you have somebody to take care of your butt baby that you make with Walt Jr. Uh, you know, I think I'm going to change it up. I'm going to say, uh, go ahead and kill Walt Jr. for no particular reason. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say you fuck Skyler and you marry Walt because he's dying of cancer anyway, so you just get his $11 million, and oh, then you can marry who you want. That's actually a good point. So there you go. That's, that's the way I go point. with it. But then I turn around and kill you and steal that $11 <laughs> that's million. Not, that's not, that's part not, of, not part of the hypothetical here. Not part of the universe We're in separate universes? Yeah. Well, that's lame. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's just how I get. You're in another dimension. Great question of the week. <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good little question Pretty good from Mr. Double Dead. Yeah. And he said it was sent from his eye god. Yeah. Yeah, I got that. That was good. God, I did not catch that. <laughs> so, uh, awesome. Dustin, you had something for the opening <laughs> segment before we move on. Well, yeah. I mean, this was just <laughs> a just a nice filler before we move on. Yeah, I was gonna say no. I just before move on past it. No, before we move on to the main the main segments, I want to talk about the one I care about. Yeah. Um, now, you guys know about a little thing. It's a new invention that's come around lately called lunch. I thought you were talking about flashlights. Well, I thought that's what we're going for. Well, no, okay. I mean that's not a new invention. But um, it's a new invention called lunch. Yeah, lunch. you guys heard of lunch. You know what lunch Nobody's is. Nobody's ever had lunch uh, till recently. That's my understanding. It I've seems never, like it's new. I don't understand lunch. What is lunch? You don't understand lunch. No. It's a it's a time that you eat during the middle of the day. Sometimes you get a lunch break at work. I know you're too cool for now. One. I eat about three times in the middle of the day. Okay, well I have brunch, and then I have lunch and dinner, and then I have second lunch, <laughs> and then I have third lunch, and then dinner and dinner, and, and I have dinner dinner breakfast. I have dinner in the middle of the night. Denfist? Then I have Denfist. Yeah. Denfist is an important one. Menfist? Denfist. Dinner dinner breakfast. And then I poop a lot and then I start all over. Okay. So where does lunch fit in you my You poop plan? the entire thing in one sitting? <laughs> yes. That's a lot of poop. You definitely have a diarrhea naked ass after that, <laughs> I'm sure. But I've got a, I've got one of the high flow toilets, so it's fine. <laughs> Excellent. You got like the baby butt wipes after that one's all over? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You're definitely raw after. I, like, so. I can imagine. Yeah. It's a lot of food to pass. Yeah. And I don't eat any fiber. I make sure none of my food has fiber in it, so it's as not difficult at all. as possible to poop it out. <laughs> well, in any case, um, I guess apparently nobody knows what to do with their lunch hour. At least that's what Forbes.com thinks. 
So they actually came up with their list. Notice you're reading Forbes.com a whole lot lately. Look at the man yeah. over here. He's got oh, five yeah. living room sets. He's didn't got we, a cable yeah. again. Didn't we have a conversation recently about what makes you upper class? Yeah, and what I think so. I think uh, well, that reading didn't come for Forbes me, every fucking day qualifies but, but that as upper about class. You. This guy brought the other Forbes articles. Well, that's so. fine. I, yeah. I brought the article, I'm but I'm talking it was about, about you. the articles that have hit my inbox lately yeah. that are sent mm-hmm. by you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Google News puts Forbes Who's up there. Who sent me stuff about 401ks today and... Are you going to Google News? Where to store your gold? I go to Google News daily. Or are you going to Forbes.com? And I go to Forbes.com from Google News okay. because the articles are free that way. He's got cable now, too. He's wealthy. He's oh, got he's a man. giant got, TV. You got cable you're paying way he's more. He's got okay. five living room sets. His giant TV is like over a decade old. It is. So it doesn't really matter. It's 720. Still it's a big, piece of shit. Still better than mine. No. I don't have a big screen TV. Well, you gave it up. Yeah, you had I, one. I was forced to. You gave to it up willingly. No, you gave it up willingly. I was held hostage. Nobody made you. I was held hostage. You could have had one. You could add another one. But I was you didn't held want to hostage buy... by beers and movies. He took my TV. You didn't want to buy Tank Engines TV either. Yeah, you so couldn't you could afford have had the exact one. same one. Couldn't afford it. You, could, you had before. Oh. Look, I have. That's a... like three months of the new cable subscription Dude, you're getting. That was when I just found out that Walt Jr. was pregnant, and I have a butt baby <laughs> to pay for. And look, we have. It's hard making ends meet in the game. It's amazing sometimes. how this hypothetical was realistically in your life <laughs> weeks ago. And all of a sudden, you're actually really married to him. Nazis are constantly before you my even money. knew that you would marry him and actually have sex with him. Well, look, it's something I've been dreaming and, about for and a long time. Have him hold your baby. And I haven't proposed yet. I mean, <laughs> we're getting to that point. I'm you still, guys are just you guys are just messing around. Well, the the Nazis stole my money, so yeah, I have to get it back. So you're and then I can buy a ring. No, I've been stealing the Nazis on the side. stole your money? Yeah. How do they steal your money? What is this a blue? Because they're assholes. Brothers? They're Nazis. <laughs> they just steal everyone's money. They steal everyone's money. They're Nazis. Little teaser here. But oh. anyway. <laughs> Fucking blonde merkin. <laughs> Anyways. So, anyway, this is a list of our favorite number, 16 things to do All in right. your, uh, at your lunch break. But some of these are really stupid. We'll go right over them. Uh, actually, several of them are really stupid. Some of them are obvious. So that's kind of why I picked it. this start with... Since 16. people don't know what to do on their lunch break. 18. <clears throat> it says things you should be doing to make the most of your lunch break uh, is what they called 15. it, which I thought was a really dumb headline. So I went ahead and looked at it, and to, the story was as dumb as I thought so it would be. this is to <laughs> kick your lunch Perfect. up another notch? Exactly. All right. So number one is to decompress. To decompress. So Oh, they said to become depressed. No, become depressed and decompress. Okay. Don't become 16. depressed and decompress. Two. So basically they say step away. Decompress, don't think about work, blah, blah, blah. I'm Stupid. not allowed to lunch. Stupid, obvious thing. So I don't understand what this means, but I'll, uh, I'll, I'll play along. You're allowed one. You say choose not to come in Actually, early enough to have one. If well, you came in 7 to 6 like I do, I you would in, have yes. a lunch. If I, if I was allowed to do that, but I'm not. I'm oh, they lunch. would let you come in at 7. They taser me if I come in before. <laughs> you are full of shit. <laughs> I get tasered if I try to take a lunch. For one, that's a violation of labor laws. They have to give you at least half an hour. I didn't say I was working here in the States. Good point. You, you didn't say that. I have a tunnel to Mexico that I have to traverse every day. Okay, that's why I don't get there till eight because I have to get up at three a.m. and walk the entire thing. Okay, so you can crunches. walk from North Texas to Mexico <laughs> in five hours. I'm a power walker. <laughs> well, okay, so moving on to number two. Jeez. Number two, make mm-hmm. a plan. Now remember, make a plan. This is your lunch hour. <laughs> that's generic. <laughs> number two, make a plan. Make a plan for lunch. It says, don't squander your lunch break because it's free time. Two. Time is a non-renewable resource wherever you are, where, whatever time of day. That's... Try your best to plan it out and make the most of it. <laughs> what? How well, fucking generic and stupid is actually, that? I'm gonna, actually, actually, it is renewable. I mean, I'm it's gonna, gonna be, there's going to be more time later. Go so. back to work? Sure. Yeah, And exactly. then I'm going to work for another four hours? <laughs> 
Make a plan. How to go home? <laughs> like a disaster recovery plan? Whatever plan you want, I guess. Whatever plan you want. Are you planning while you're decompressing? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're not decompressing if you're planning, right? Now, can I make a plan to make other plans? These obviously don't go together. Oh, okay. I mean, you're obviously, these are different one. things you can do. Oh, you right. can decompress, or you can make a plan so far. Okay. So... Both, both. Not allowed to do both. Don't try to. If you try to mix, it's like crossing the streams. Everybody will die. <laughs> exactly. You can cross streams and everybody doesn't die. We do it all the time. Have you seen Ghostbusters? Not urine streams <laughs> and sperm streams. Whoa. Now That's... number number three. Always sperm into the same cup. Take a real break. How's that different from decompressing? That's it. It's not. It's not any different. Is there any they more... repeat. Well, they have a description. Okay. They say. Uh, breaking from work for 60 seconds to chow down your lunch at your desk doesn't count. In order to get a real period of true respite, Gross. the time has to evolve an actual break and into an actual break from work. Try not to check your email. Bring, bring your work with you or talk about work during lunch. Generic. I'm noticing how he's moving his neck around while <laughs> Is that, he's speaking. That's, that's the bobble of the rich really man. Awesome. It's, the bobble, it's the bobble of the stupidity. He's developed uh, George Clooney syndrome. Whatever it is, it's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. Digging it. I appreciate yeah. your bobble. Uh, that's my me being passionate about these what to do mm. lunch. I love you, old man. Items. I love you, old man. Uh, but yeah, how is that different than decompressing? I don't know. It seems could. like the same fucking thing to me. Sounds like they're stretching out a it's, couple of concepts yeah. to make they, a sixteen-point list. Sounds like they've got some content flow. They're trying to fill some ad space. Get some ad clicks. Because guess what comes up next? Um, Get up from 16. your desk or workspace. Hey, Are you fucking kidding if you're me? You're gone not... from lunch for lunch. Yeah, isn't that already happened? Hasn't you would think so. <laughs> Staying at your desk is a big no-no in my book. <laughs> there are more and more reports on the dangers of sitting too long. This even... was not written by a dude, yeah. right? Uh, I don't know. Somebody named Kerr. Yeah. Kerr. Yeah. Even if you don't sit at your desk, you should get away from your workspace during lunch as it will help you clear your mind. Hi, Not I'm sure Jean-Claude. how that's different than taking a real break, but right. apparently. Or decompressing. Or decompressing. Apparently, it's a separate thing, though. Huh. All right. Now, the next one is probably the most revolutionary one that mm. uh, they come up with on this list. Is it? Or lunch. Wait, wait, wait let me guess. Is it? Take the time to relax. No? No, 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 no. no. Eat. Eat. That's the next <laughs> one. Eat at lunch. That is it. <laughs> Don't try to be a hero and starve yourself for the sake of being a hard worker or checking off another to-do item. You'll pay for it later when you can't concentrate Thank. and throw your body off balance. Thank all that is holy that this list exists. So you'll just fall Elsewise, down. Elsewise, I'd have never known so, to eat lunch at, at lunch. lunch. If you don't eat, it's going to be like the V8 commercial when you're just walking sideways and you stumble and fall. Basically, that's yeah. what's going to happen, yeah. Now, this is a totally separate item. We, we cover eat, right? Covered eat. I mean, yes. What's next is have a snack, have a dessert, enjoy your food is next. <laughs> enjoy your food is next. Lunch should be about having lunch. <laughs> this is the most most worthless list that has ever been created. Treat yourself to something you enjoy that fits with your diet. If you have a favorite place or particular food that you enjoy, make sure to go enjoy it at least once yeah. a week. Make sure you don't eat food that you don't like. It's okay to splurge from time to time, Spl- but try to uh, stick to sir, healthy meals as possible. Yeah, yep. exactly. <laughs> splooge once in a while. So it's okay to splooge once in a while. These are all different things, but they're basically all two things. One is eating, one is relaxing. They break it out into several different things. <laughs> into yeah, sixteen different topics. Exactly. Is there anything on there that's not about eating or relaxing or planning? Uh yeah. Well, they they kind of involve planning a lot of them, but they change the planning a little bit. Okay. Next up, what do what you can't do in the morning or evening. What? Like it, such as. Uh, run some errands like go to the post office or go to the bank no. during business hours, that kind of thing. 
little different. But I thought you were supposed to eat and decompress and then make a plan. No, these are all alternate options. Alternate options. You obviously can't do these things at the same time. I don't actually have numbers here, so I don't know. I think it's like uh, five okay. or so. Uh, I had to copy it out of a stupid fucking slideshow, so I didn't get numbers. Because uh, okay. your old-ass computer doesn't get the internet. 18. Exactly. <laughs> Next up, one of the dumbest ones on the list, in my opinion. Use the time to connect with someone new. We're talking about a lunch hour. 60 minutes, you're at lunch, <laughs> at work, with people that you fucking see every day, but this is the time to go ahead and connect with someone new. Well, you go to a restaurant, go to a bar, a local <laughs> bar, and try to pick somebody up at lunch. I mean, that's oh, not unfeasible. Well, this says basically roam around and be a nuisance, in my opinion, is what it says here, because it says, quote, I used to work in an office for, of 3,000 people, so it was pretty Pow. much the norm to not recognize most everyone in the elevator. Our workspace interactions can be so fleeting that we really never actually get to know the people we spend most of our days with. Who the fuck wants to be bothered by you, on, you jackass on your lunch hour yeah. coming over to my desk oh, saying, I'm John Smith. Hey, who, guy. who the fuck are you and getting to know me and shit? Like, I'm actually doing work here. I don't need yeah. your dumb ass coming up to me at All lunch. Right. Look. Oh, I read this list about getting to know someone new the other day. I decided yeah. to make new friends. How's this going, pal? <laughs> exactly. So, the next one. Catch up with old friends. But wait, I thought we were supposed to be making new friends. During the lunch, dude, for the 5,000th time. <laughs> different activities. Keep up. Yes, different activities. If you have a friend who works nearby, try to meet him or her during lunch occasionally. Remember, your personal life needs tending to just as much as your work life. Thank you. Thanks, And probably sir. more so, really. Probably a lot more so. Thank you, Forbes, for creating the Zen Garden of Life. Oh, yeah, it's wonderful. Let's see. One. We have about seven more, it looks like. I feel like like I'm raking the sand right now. Oh, man. I I feel like I'm getting... I'm just getting hit with knowledge. I know. (laughs) Knowledge bombs have been dropped on my head. (laughs) Definitely the eating at lunch is the best. Eating at lunch was great. That's a a real pro tip there. And and eating things you enjoy. Yeah. (laughs) As a separate tip. Have a treat. (laughs) I enjoyed that one. Make sure and treat yourself. (laughs) Next is, have a system for dealing with your absence. During your lunch hour, I... I don't know. This will allow people inside what? and outside the company what? to know when you will be back, how to contact you in an emergency, or have an alternate point of contact. It may also help you relax. You're gone for lunch. And avoid obsessively checking your email during lunch. We well, you know this. This <laughs> does, yeah. This does go to like when I was at JC Penney, I used to go to lunch at around two o'clock because I just like eating later. Yeah. And I got in trouble at lunch at one time. I you know came back from lunch. Yeah. I got I I got in trouble for my manager because I took lunch at two. They never said I couldn't take lunch at two. Yeah. They said, well, somebody might need to really get a hold of you, or they might need to have a meeting with you at that time. And I said, well, if they need to get a hold of me, they can call me. Everybody has my number. Yeah. And if there's a meeting, then That's they should let, they should let me know ahead of time that yeah. there's going to be a meeting, and I'll be there. Yeah, I know. You it's a corporate don't necessarily deserve a heads up. Meetings happen when yeah. they happen. Spontaneous emergency quickly. meeting. Generally, meetings are planned fairly ahead yes. of time. Most of the time. Yes, yeah, occasionally. But that's pretty, like you say, they can pretty get a hold of you for that. If, if I need to come back, rush back for an emergency meeting because yeah. the data center is crippled, then call me. Yeah. Call a bitch. Exactly. Call me maybe. <clears throat> Next up, engage in activities that will help you re-energize. Oh, my God. Go to the gym or meditate. No. Generic, but okay, whatever. I guess you could do that during a 60-minute period. Again, but gross. Revolutionary. Yeah, exactly. It kind of goes into decompress, you know, in my opinion, but whatever. It's decompress, I mean, gym, maybe not so much, it, it, but I don't know. Either way, they're talking about re-energizing. Re, uh, Next is another favorite on this list 18. of mine. Network. <laughs> 
So even if you're perfectly happy in your job and you're not looking for a new one, it can't hurt to continuously build and maintain your professional network. Yeah, this is critical to success in any line of work. Hop on LinkedIn and know yeah. some people with invitations. However, finding the time to connect with those in your network can be tough. So you're going to take your 60-minute lunch hour <laughs> to do all of your fucking networking because it's so important to you that you don't do it after work or before work. Go wow. fire some Shooter McGavins and... <laughs> God, I, I hate networking. <laughs> I, oh, I really do too. Do. I do too. Like, there's all there's like uh, for developers. There's like user groups and stuff around yeah. town that you can go to. I have zero desire. Like, they're on. They're always after work, of course. Right. And you can go, you know, get leads and get a hold of new concepts. I have no interest in doing that. Oh, I know. It's kind of ridiculous because you're too cool. I just it just sounds incredibly. Boring. I have all the ideas I need with it. I'm not saying head. that. I just it just sounds boring. The only one that I was ever interested in was there was a it was like a drinkers group for developers. Yeah. And that was the networking was just sitting around drinking. I have no interest to go l- l- listen to people talk and shit about technical <laughs> concepts. Give me a beer, I'll be there. But yeah, no. Okay, three more, <laughs> three more uh, pearls of wisdom here, or maybe 15. four. That's four more. Good God, uh, or fifteen. Don't get stuck in a routine. 15. Many of us are creatures of habit. Don't get maybe stuck you go in to a what? S- a routine. Maybe you go to the same pizzeria every day or eat with the same colleague. You might always use your lunch break to run errands or make personal calls. Try to mix things up in order to clear your mind and boost your energy. So I guess going to a different pizzeria will suddenly boost your energy <laughs> awesome. for some reason. Try to go to Pizza Inn instead of Pizza Hut. Exactly. Uh, we'll kind of blow through these last three. Uh, avoid all screens, you know, generic. Don't check your email, look at your phone, that kind of stuff. Which they kind of already said before. Oh, you don't say. Yeah. yeah. Uh, regroup. That kind of sounds like decompress. Uh, decompress, <laughs> relax. Yeah. Don't check your email. Treat lunch as a sports team's halftime. Take a few minutes to reassess where you're at and reprioritize the rest of your day. <laughs> now, I, I hear that as find someone who's willing to give you a pep speech, pep talk, <laughs> exactly. on how you're going to do better in the second half. <laughs> right, exactly. You really didn't get your TPS reports out in a timely <laughs> manner the first part of the day. Let's get together. You'll do fine in the second half. Let's go. Awesome. And finally, another pinnacle of just Gennaro pieces of advice. Uh, don't take too long or short of a break. If you get 60 minutes, take it. Don't overextend it. Don't under, underuse it. So thanks. Everybody feel better about lunchtime. Wow. Worst, you worst. feel like you know what to do with lunchtime now. Worst I have a list de- ever. Definitely have a plan for the future for future lunches. <laughs> Whenever you get a lunch period again, yeah, ever, be able to do well, that. he doesn't yeah. have lunch periods. He's, you know, too cool. He just has regular periods. Right. <laughs> I like those. Okay, man. All right. Well, uh, the next segment, we're going to get a little uh, chicken fried on your ass. Hey, sport chief guy, while we take a break to get a box of fudgesicles, call in a question of the week or a comment to 469-665-9827. Everybody needs a something in the pocket on toe. Never a try to strategy or kick on toe. Sometimes I have no sense at all. As most flawed men I want to do. Just say fuck you. Come gather around, see what just skipped in the town. But the very best thing of all, there's a counter on this ball. So skip it, skip it. New and improved, skip it from Tiger Toys. This week on the Hobo Shack. Recently, the Hobo Shack hosted a contest for a listener to win their very own episode. And I'm here with that winner now. Sir, state your name. Poop Dragon. Thanks for joining me. And what was your winning idea? Childhood fantasy. 
And how do you foresee this idea working? People calling ahead of time, they tell you what their childhood fantasies were and what the outcome or result was. And once they call in, what would you have us do? Just each one. Turn around, talk about how it relates to you or different childhood fantasies or things you wanted to do or accomplish. Do you have any examples? Take a sniper dad with how he loves cat equipment. He got a job doing cat equipment. Or how some girls end up deciding they want to be a princess. No, there's no fucking way that's going to happen. And what do you feel the overarching message of this episode would be? It's kind of a show of triumph and tragedy through childhood fantasy. You guys called in your entries, and we picked the winner. And that winner was Poop Dragon and his childhood fantasy episode. So coming this Sunday, September 22nd, it's Poop Dragon and Childhood Fantasies. If you haven't yet called in your childhood fantasy to the voicemail line, call in now. If you want your call to make the show, get your call in before 5 p.m. on Thursday, September 19th. 206-666-2956. Go to thehoboshack.com or popsyndicate.net for more information. Download our app for Android, Apple, and Windows devices and subscribe now on iTunes. There's nothing like coming out of a soft dick. So this is where the evil horde hides out. The Fright Zone! You put it together, Fright Zone. E-Man, Hornack, and Man-at-Arms figures each sold separately. So nice of you two. Stop in for lunch. The Fright Zone! The Fright Zone! The Fright Zone! Your overgrown lizard doesn't scare me, Hornack. Oh, no! The Fright Zone! The Fright Zone plays at you from the Evil Horde and Masters of the Universe collection. Action figures each sold separately from Mattel. Welcome back to the break room, giving mad props to Camel Toe Skin since 2006. I would like to teach you. Do that again. Welcome back to the break room here on KTBR. Your number one station. Roseburg, for Oregon's all the only. KTBR. No, no. Dallas, Texas. We're going to sue <laughs> Roseburg. Roseburg, Oregon, or whatever. Rosebud, Oregon? Roseburg? Amazing. Roseburg, yeah. Roseburg. What hell's wrong with you? What a lame town. <laughs> that's where it's from. KTBR. Well, they're that's about to not face, where this one is from. They're about <laughs> to face matter. a monster lawsuit from the real KTBR. <laughs> from Break Room Towers. Yeah, exactly. Break Room Towers will be launching Break Room Towers will punish them. Breaking news. So, I have a feeling that this segment is going to be a little more, a little more Dustin and Mark eats me, a little less Thomas, just because of the uh, interest level. Because as we all Fuck know, you. this may not be the no, greatest no. topic ever. I'm not saying I'm going to fucking be in every fucking thing. No, <laughs> mark that. Okay, man. Uh, just considering that you know we all grew up in Abilene, just for the a small lake town. But as we all know, Thomas was a tremendous hair metal fan, whereas you and I were okay, tremendous country not fans. Not even true. Thomas, Thomas was into rat and poison and running around, Def Leppard. Right, he had feathered hair. Yeah, exactly. Leather jacket. I think no I, sleeves. Do you guys know every rose has its thorns? He's always asking that kind of <laughs> right. thing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Dustin and I are over there with because uh, I am a giant fan of that band. You're doing that, and we're over there with our shit kickers right? and our 
Dustin's always got Western a, wear. He's always chewing on a piece of straw and <laughs> has a ten gallon hat. Marcus always shirt. has his chew in. Got my chew. I'm spitting in all over the place. We always run into each other's ten gallon your, hats. Right, your twelve ounce <laughs> soda can that's cut open. Yeah, it's full of chew, <laughs> chew remnants. Always try to look mysterious on the side of the school uh-huh. with our hat tucked down over our face. We both drove tractors to school every day. <laughs> exactly. It's always what gross are, that Dustin drank after you got finished spitting in. Yeah, it. Yeah, it was it's really uh, weird. It's an old country tradition. That's what we do back on the farm. <laughs> I know you metal types don't understand. Yeah, okay. punks, as it metal were. guys don't get Can it. Can we get to the topic? <laughs> <laughs> so, being that as it may, I don't know. Thomas may not be as involved in this, but... I'm going to be in every fucking thing, as I said a minute ago. <laughs> All right. We'll cover on Skinny Bob next time. Sure. Oh, He'll God. be right into it. Once there's hair metal news, we'll cover it. <laughs> I don't like that shit. I never did. You were the biggest fan. It's okay. Well, White Snake right. will be next week. Right. And White Lion. <laughs> Just the white bands. Exactly. Well, Good it was, God. It, it was Abilene, so what do you well, want? True, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so uh, are you guys familiar with one Zach Brown, he of the Zach Brown band? Is uh, he the brother of the dude who beat on what's-her-name? <laughs> Chris Brown? No. Mark that, too. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is the gentleman who looks like Zach Val- Galifianakis and wears like a beanie all the time. Kind of looks like Damon. A little bit. Oh, Damon Swinkelstein. Okay. I'm sure Damon would enjoy that. Um, looks like he's got a little bit more hatred. <laughs> yeah. he. I mean, he looks like he could be one of the Nazis from Breaking Bad. He looks pissed. Yeah. Zacharias Musawi. Well, he is pissed. Uh, different Zacharias, right? Different Zacharias. <laughs> Zacharias Musawi. So, he actually came out this week and criticized... Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Good Maybe for did. him. That brand of music does not have enough it of that. It doesn't have enough people coming well, out. That's, probably, yeah. that's really good that's for true. him. Uh, but he did announce his criticism of <laughs> another guy that I'm not real familiar with. This is a guy named Luke Bryant. Paul and, R. Nelson. Uh, Luke Bryant has the number one country song right now. What's it called? Uh, it's that called, Ain't My Truck? Yeah, That Ain't My Truck. <laughs> it's actually true. Is it really? No, no, sorry. That's a different guy. No, no, no. Sorry. So this is Red Aikens back this is, uh, in 1994. <laughs> no, no. Uh, this remake. is called That's My Kind of Night. Hmm. Uh, so he said about the song, he said, there's not you have a clip of a song. I do. We'll play it here in one second. That's not it. <laughs> okay. He said, quote, there's not a lot of the country format that I really enjoy listening to. If I hear even one more tailgate in the moonlight, Daisy Duke song, I'm going to throw up. There's songs out there on the radio right now that make me ashamed to even be in the same format as some other artists. First of all, this guy doesn't have a lot of room to talk. Uh, he is the, do you, have you heard any of his songs? No, I okay. thought we were hearing clips from him. We will, background. we will. Uh, he's the guy that did the song Chicken Fried that goes like this. <laughs> Listen a couple of seconds of this here. I like the guitar. It's good. He's a little more rootsy, but same content. You know what I'm a chicken fried? A cold beer on a Friday night. I have heard this. A pair of jeans yeah. that fit just right. And a really cold beer. Yeah. So that, that that was actually pretty good. I mean, I like the instrumentation. It's a little more raw. It's not as poppy. But yeah. what he's criticizing is the content. And the song he is referring to, Luke Bryan, is this. And this is a horrible, horrible fucking song. Well, why else oh, would it be number it one? Oh, there it goes. Sorry, it's just a little slow. Do, do, do. Oh, oh. This is country? Supposedly. I got that real good feel good stuff Up under the seat of my big black jacked up truck Rolling on 35s Pretty girl by my side 
You got that sun tan skirt and boots Waiting on you to look my way and scoop You little hot fucking terrible here. Oh, it gets worse Girl, hand me another beer, yeah All them other boys wanna line you up and take you downtown But you look like the kind that likes to take it way Just up a little catfish dinner Gonna sound like a winner when I lay you down and love you right Yeah, that's my kind of night Can't take anymore, man Hold on, hold on It's already No, no, it gets better It gets better worse Might sit down on my diamond Play tailgate Put in my country ride Hip hop mixtape Little Conway and little T-Pain Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, so that fuckhead. God, that's Man, fucking terrible. What do you call the infusion of country and, uh, shit. and R&B? No, it's this insistence like they feel like because they're so racist that they have to welcome in black culture and we have to mix in and become hip hop, basically. Is country music just by default necessarily racist? I well, mean, I don't think a lot of the old no, stuff that we listen no, to no, is I'm, racist. I'm joking around, about, but it's, it's, yeah. this, it's this insistence ever since. Um, who was the guy that had played Chicken with the Train guy? You remember that? Uh, no, I don't. I play chicken with the train, rain, that guy. You know, uh, what's Mark. funny is, this sounds very similar to something back when we were actually listening to country and everything. Yeah. Did you ever watch uh, the George Street movie, The Pure Country? Yeah. It sounds a lot like what he was criticizing back then in like mm-hmm. 1995 with all yeah. the showy, bullshit, synthesized crap that they were even starting to do there at the end of the 90s. Yeah. And it yeah. sounds like they've taken it up like oh, it, it like it ten went to, levels. It went to a level, yeah. There was the '90s when it was starting, like na- yeah. the Nashville industry and the Nashville sound was really becoming popular. And I would it, say late '90s. Yeah. Well, I would say it even started mid with maybe. like yeah. you know Brooks and Dunn, I and guess, it kicked yeah. up to another level in the 2000s when everything assumed that same sound. But, and but Hootie, Brooks and Dunn doesn't sound like that. No, no, no. But like the the epitome to me of that sound is Hootie from Hootie and the Blowfish. Like he's like all that encapsulate encapsulates like you that know? Nashville sound and what. I've not heard any of his country oh, shit. Oh, it's, it's, it's very generic and crap. Didn't we play one of them on here? Yeah, we did. Well, I don't remember. Wagon Wheel. Wagon um, Wheel, that's what it was. And then now they're taking it to this new level where they have to... Everything, everything. it's exactly what rap has become. Everything's a fucking party song. Everything's got a, uh, you okay, know... Rap and is they not, have to, everything is not a party song. Most of it is. Most mm-hmm. of the popular shit is the all... The popular stuff. Yes. But the popular people rap... People are really into oh it. Gosh. Oh, well, there's, I mean, there's still Roots Country out there that's not this either. I'm talking... Generic, yeah, popular. I, I gave uh, I gave rap like a good two year window yeah. where I was listening to all of the hits, all the like mm-hmm. pretty much constantly, and it just beat me down after a while how yeah. much it was always about the club and, and countries become and all no that different. kind of shit. Now and, yeah, and, and it's just, just the so stuff old. on the radio though. I mean, that's what I'm talking. Well, of well, course you can always yeah, get rootsy, but we're on the talking radio about the sucked stuff. for so many years. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. Well, and this there's a guy in the same week. Uh, this guy at uh, my favorite blog, NashvilleScene.com. Sure. Um, took the top twenty. Your homepage. Yeah, he took the top twenty <laughs> songs according to Billboard uh, from the country hot country chart, and he broke them down into stats. So Luke Bryan, he having the number one song. That's my kind of night. That, that piece of shit we just. Does heard. he have anything else in the top twenty? Uh, I think he has. A, yes, he has. Ca- uh, Crash my party. That so two party songs. Then keep it. Keep, let's not forget Florida Georgia Line. First who we also you played this was a love song, not a party song. Yeah. Okay, so here's his breakdown of the top 20 songs. Out of the 20 songs listed, two have a title that includes the words Round Here. 
This is his, <laughs> he's basically exposing the formula that is popular country music now. Right. Two are about working a, con- a country job Two. and then going on a country date. Um, four of the songs mention a back road, a dirt road, or an otherwise country-sounding road. Uh, four of the songs, the narrator thinks of the country lifestyle as great, and then it is perhaps this superior to other lifestyles. <laughs> Six of the songs make reference to a body of water. Uh, four of the songs contain what? dancing. Like what, lakes or something? I guess or so, yeah. Like, like that the one Pacific? guy talked about the Flint River. Yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, the Chattahoochee. Marshall Tucker is referenced in two of the songs. Uh, Alan Jackson had a touch of that, but I still liked him back in the day. Here's one. 13 of the songs, music is either listened to or sung in the lyrics. 16. The song about in the lyrics. Five of those contain drops or drop specific references like Conway, Twitty, and T-Pain. That came back. I guarantee nobody in fucking Abilene is listening to <laughs> T-Pain and Conway, Twitty. <laughs> Mark's, Mark's famous retread. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, two, it. two songs suggest a preference for the song of crickets. <laughs> there are two songs in which a narrator is inspired to write a song for a girl. And uh, oh yeah, racism. It tells the story of someone inspired to write a song for a girl. Uh, five <clears throat> songs mention an article of clothing being worn by a woman. <laughs> Nine of the songs mention a woman's specific body part. That's in right. four of those songs, that body part is suntanned and or sunburned. Cunt. I don't think they mentioned that in any of the songs, do uh, they? No. Weird. Kiss, uh, maybe with kissing. Kissing appears in seven <laughs> of the songs. Eleven of the songs indicate a past or present carnal desire for a woman. <laughs> carnal uh, desire? Yeah. The number of How songs... that specified? Uh, I, I don't know. Obviously, they can't kiss, but I'm guessing they're expressing they... Want to penetrate them somehow? No, I get that, but I, I, I want the lyrics to how that is expressed. Oh, uh, the number I've of never s- seen a lesbian lick, lick a dill. <laughs> In 14 of the songs, the male narrator <laughs> the male narrator addresses a woman as girl. Uh, of those, hey two girl. of the songs begin with, hey girl, and one song begins with, girl. 13 songs use the adjective little. Three of these use little to describe either part of a woman or an entire woman. Awesome. Um a narrator's romantic love for someone, as opposed to physical attraction, is made somewhat obvious in six songs. Wow. This is the most subjective claim. Only three songs mention a tailgate, but seven songs have trucks. I like how one of them has a <laughs> diamond-crusted tailgate, which, yeah. what a fucking waste of money Oops. that would be. Uh, a Chevy appears in two to of the you. songs. Uh, in, ne- in Redneck you want a Crazy. diamond tailgate? Uh, I can't, honestly, I can't think of one thing that I'm like, diamond-encrusted. <laughs> totally. I'm sold. Yeah, exactly. Like, nothing. Except Not diamond-encrusted flashlights. Okay. That's insane. No. First of all, it, it costs a shit ton of money. Yeah. So, it's got to be worth it. Like, I cannot think of a single thing diamond-encrusted. What about a diamond-encrusted Sony TV? No. I've got a Sony TV that's not <laughs> diamond-encrusted. It works fine, and it's paid for. You know, this this actually kind of feeds back to... Uh, you remember, obviously, Crazy Heart from, like, 2009, 2010, mm-hmm. whenever that came out? The soundtrack and everything on that, and, like, the songs that the Jeff Bridges character was singing. Yeah. I really liked that movie for that reason, because mm-hmm. it, it really brought back... Like, even Ryan Bingham, who actually wrote those songs, he's got some great stuff, like, on that soundtrack and other stuff. He sounds a lot more like the guy that you're playing here, but yeah. even a little bit better. Like, it's not even any generic drinking beer or any of that kind of yeah. stuff. I just... I appreciate that that... I don't know, that that is out there, at least, still. That there is some roots out there? Yeah. I think that's what commonly is referred to as red dirt now. <laughs> is it? Red okay. dirt country. Yeah, okay. it's a little more rootsy and whatnot. Yeah. Um, oh, seven of the songs, they either long for a girl to ride shotgun or already luck en- lucky enough to have a girl riding shotgun. <laughs> a Chevy appears in two of the songs. In Redneck Crazy, the narrator drives a Silverado but fails to give the brand name of the truck. 
that belongs to the man who stole his woman. All we know that it is little. Uh, there, is, there are six songs in which a girl is taken or will be taken or is desired to be taken to a very country-sounding location. Uh, not including this count is a little bit of everything, uh, as it is debatable whether Keith Urban would like to dance by himself in a creek beneath a disco ball <laughs> hung on an oak tree, or if he would like a girl to be present for that, too. They also <laughs> like to refer to like cities and stuff like that. Uh, true. Alcohol Bolito, is mentioned Texas. in 12 Austin, songs, Texas. and the word country occurs in six. Of course. So what it, what it basically boils down to is like, and I've I've thought this for years, but obviously never had these stats. It's like they're all trying to out country, like out country lifestyle I, I, each other and prove that they're more country than the next guy. But in a really but stupid, a, shitty way. Yeah, stupid, like they shitty they party way. They don't do way. it through a classic country no. way. They do it through this like modern, like you say, this Nashville scene. That's <sighs> the sound is definitely morphed even from the mid. Oh god, to it's totally way more digital and Miley Cyrus up and. To me, I don't know. You need like pure guitar, kind of like that yeah. was that was before. You need some kind of. I don't know. I mean, you can have some other instrumentation, obviously, than that, but just like real instruments, you don't need yeah. to digitize it if it's like really country, country music. You yeah. don't need auto tune at all in country yeah. music. Well, and, and there's nothing wrong with some of these things being mentioned, you know, in songs now and again. But if you want to, yeah, if you want to mention something about going country or there's obviously yeah, a little whatever, bit too much of a pattern to the yeah, exactly. Songs. It's, it's like kind of it's like I said, every song they're trying to out country each other. And, yeah. you know, and it's just it's gotten so bad and so ridiculous and so formulaic, it just makes me want to vomit. Yeah, it's it's horrible. Well, they used to, yeah, they used to feature things like fiddle and I don't know what's the other. Uh, I can't even think of the name of the actual instrument where they actually have the long steel guitar. Uh, yeah, steel guitar, it's steel guitar. Yeah, you know that kind of stuff. Dobro, that was, banjo. Even that was prominent in the nineties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's like that was none of that shit was in that song. Yeah, you no. know I don't really understand uh, it. The Zach Galifianakis band they had yeah. a banjo playing. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, but you know, but he was not one of the. I mean, I, I was. I'm getting on him because his song was exactly the same fucking thing, except a little less produced. Right. Yeah. About being chicken fried and drive around with the radio playing. And yeah, Zach true. Galifianakis, Zach Brown band, <laughs> the guy who looks like Zach Galifianakis. Uh, got it. I'm a hard time. I about. at least appreciate the fact it wasn't quite as produced, but yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, if you're going to have the same content, it's just I like so that quite a bit. Bad. Actually, the little bit you played of it, then they're kicked in some harmonies there. That was pretty That's good. The other thing I like about Ryan Bingham, his mm-hmm. guitar work is freaking awesome. Can't say I listen to much of his stuff outside yeah. that soundtrack. Yeah. Anyway, um, but I do have. To close out the segment, I do have one more song that I think is even worse. And I heard this on the radio last week. Next story. This is a man who is double country named Colt Ford. <laughs> and then and, and talking about driving around, this song is called Driving Around Song. <laughs> oh, my God. Steel guitar. This boy's the man. Man, you ever just wanna go riding around? No uh, worries. Uh. Well, that's this kind of song. Colt, what? Ford. Yeah, alright. Fake, fake. This is for everybody out there, circling the town square. Proud to be stuck out in the middle of nowhere. USA, Chevrolet, Dodge and Ford. Raising a little hell and praising the Lord. Yes, sir. Uh, Just simple. Mission Jesus. Speaking, working for the weekend. Every time it hits the fan, you just keep on keeping. You try the truth. Red, white, and blue. Turn uh, it USA. Up, turn it up, man. This one's for you. Ridiculous. Where the two lane turns into Main Street. 
next to the pond. Oh, yeah. Right passenger seat, riding shotgun. On the back of the tailgate. This isn't the same guy that's singing the chorus. No, it's Colt Ford. He's singing the chorus. Jason Aldean. You know what's funny is Jason Aldean is on the uh, radio station we listen to. Jason Aldean is actually given a lot of props for being a great artist. This is funny. Here we go, guys. Let's rock it. the worst country song you've ever heard in this it's fucking, fucking terrible God yeah damn auto this guy has kicks brooks that does a song with him he's got all kinds of guys collaborating with him yeah it's just awful kicks brooks does this song with him no this is jason aldean with oh, him but okay. kicks brooks does another song with him oh good god what do you mean singing fucking along. horrible that's probably just kicks brooks getting a getting fucking truck, paycheck yeah getting your car whatever it is Form of transportation. Drive around the pond. <laughs> All right, I think that's enough of that. Whatever you can go around the pond on. Get on the local bus. <laughs> yeah. Get on the dart station. Take the Amtrak, yo. <laughs> round the round the pond. That was weird. That was fucking terrible. Worst country might, song ever. It might that's be the stupid. greatest Nazi thing I've ever bitch. heard. You gonna buy it? You gonna do a cover of it oh, for the break room? Yeah. <laughs> totally gonna buy it, dude. You should totally yeah. do it. <laughs> we you should totally cover to go down to the uh, local bar right down there. It used to be yeah. music. <laughs> Can I play one song? <laughs> Thank you, Coleman. Exactly. Yeah. Be like, do that bit to you. Yeah. Sure. That should be, be the only song you do, and you just do it over and over again. <laughs> I think they would kick me out. Probably. I don't know. Peter North might. <laughs> I don't take a liking to you. You have to pay me a lot of money to do that song. That song was terrible. Oh, God. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty fucking terrible. Worst country song ever. So there I you would go. do a bunch of Mark Hudson originals long before I do that song. Oh, God, of course. There's your country segment for this week. That came back. There you go. Back! All right. On... That came back. <laughs> There's my country song. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Breaking Bad. I think we have two episodes to cover. Yes, we do. Do we? We do. Yeah, we do. Shit. <laughs> I have to look at a synopsis and remember which one's which. So uh, be, be, okay, uh, be warned. Stop it. If you haven't seen them, seen either one. Or if you only see one, don't listen to the next don't segment. Don't listen to the segment. Yeah. yeah. And don't you think we're a little far in the game to Probably be saying spoilers listen to the segment and stuff? If you haven't seen any of them ever. Uh, spoiler alert. After we do this line of coke, huff this paint, and tastefully tough, we'll be right back to the break room. Go ahead and get naked and call in the question of the week to 469 665 9827. Stop loving her today. 
That's one of my all-time favorites. George Jones talks about his greatest lines. And then again, I've always liked the races on. Here comes pride up the backstretch. They're all good. That's why they're hits. But you know, I'm about to come out with the greatest line I ever had. Introducing George Jones Country Gold Dog Food, George's own line of 100% complete and balanced foods. You thought I was talking about a new song, didn't you? If you haven't been listening to the Drunk Movie Show, this is the kind of gold you're missing out on. God bless that guy. He slept in people's houses on crack and cocaine. No, stop it. Eric Bana is a shithead and everything he Eric Bana was in Chopper, and that's a good movie. It's the dad from Modern Family, like, banging chicks and, uh, like, killing babies. We'll clone uh, Steve McQueen from A Filthy Nut Rag and then uh, zombify him and set him right, loose right. with... Check it all out at DrunkMovieShow.com. Cinema's been around for over 100 years. Its history is long and varied. Each film has a story to tell, and the 15-Minute Movie Podcast covers the history of cinema through the actors, writers, directors, producers, and themes. Each episode, you'll find out about the history of movies in just 15 minutes. Go to 15mmp.com or check it out on Stitcher, iTunes, or Miro. It's here! Game Genie now for your Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Now, get more power. Live forever on your Super NES. You can even turn Game Genie's power up and on as you play. So get up, get out, get it now. Game Genie now available for your Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Yes, science! Walt, it's me. I'd try you again. You were just wondering when you thought you'd be back. Just give us a call whenever you can. Bye. Doesn't seem like much of a preview there. Nah, whatever. It's whatever they posted on the AMC site. Hey, so nothing matters except for us talking about it. True. So true. shut the fuck up. We are the uh, world's foremost Breaking Bad analysts yes. and experts. Absolutely. Anal spurts, as you might call them. We have a guy that was a former Shield correspondent that True. has converted to a Breaking Bad correspondent. He was a Shield anal spurt slash Dexter correspondent. True. Good point. Slash Dexter anal spurt. And yeah, just a quick tease. We will definitely have some Dexter uh, breakdown. Yeah, a now rapist. Uh, yes, an hour as well. Yes, uh, yeah. Next week uh, we're gonna be breaking down the Dexter series finale and be talking about the the last the, the series as in a general whole. Yeah. and the series uh, rise and fall as so it were. Look look forward to that. Hey, look hey, forward hey, to hey. that. Don't give anything away. And we'll be covering the, uh, the series in its completion. That's right. <laughs> yes, when in it's it, final climax. When it reaches completion. Right. Enjoys it, an Indian summer. Will it make us reach completion? See you next week. It may. Yeah, we'll be covering that and the next episode of Breaking Bad. So it'll be a TV, it'll be a heavy, TV heavy episode yeah. uh, of the Breaking Bad. Mark Bar. has something for the first segment next week, so we'll see. I do? I don't know. I'm just putting, <laughs> putting the onus on you. I'm going to go ahead and put the anus on you. <laughs> I had something this week. Thomas can. Thomas will do the All first right. segment next the week. The anus? Yeah. I just don't. I'm not. I'm just not. I don't know. We'll talk about that. Okay. Couldn't have said it better myself. So we're going to talk about. We're going to cover two episodes in this uh, little Analysis. How many recovering? Two episodes. Two. 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 We're going to be talking about Tojahili. Tojahili. Who? And then Ozymandias, which is the oh, most yeah, recent. Oh, yeah, that's right. My bad. We missed last week. Tojahili. 
So in Hajihile, uh, Lydia... Have you been huffing paint again? ...decides to make yes. a visit to Blonde Merkin and the Nazis and their new meth operation there uh, that is now in an airplane hangar. That's what it is, right? It's an airplane hangar? Is that what it is? It's a it's, spinoff. I don't know. Is it? It looks like, it looks like an airplane hangar or something I, like that. It's a giant. It it's a giant metal shack. Is it? So, That's yeah. pretty much all we know. Yeah. I don't know how you get airplane hangar out of that, but okay. Because it has the giant uh, doors that you could, you know, move an airplane they're through. They're not double doors, and I don't think they're that big, but it doesn't matter. Hell, yeah. It's time it's to giant. hang in the hangar, 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 It's a giant metal building. Yeah, it's a giant metal. <laughs> where they have moved their new meth lab operations Correct. to. Yeah, whatever it is. So, Blonde Merkin is in ch- still in charge of the cook. Liddy's visiting, and um, his uh, Merkin's... Purity has moved up to seventy six percent, but the uh, the Merc- product is not Merkin. <laughs> but the quality of the meth family for sure, you know. The, the quality meth. of his uh, Merkin meth uh, has improved from go. wherever it was in the sixties up to seventy eight percent. But Lydia notes that it doesn't; it's not blue, and uh, the Nazis say, "Well, we can put food coloring in it and give it you know any color you want." She's like, "No, fuck that." No, but she. Uh, she then orders Todd to uh, improve the she cook. She basically implies that, not without saying uh, that there will be ramifications if they can't get it back up to I'm spec. Like a yeah, nut. like the Eastern European people will come over and kill, kill them all. Correct. Anyway, and uh, that's right. It's at that moment then that uh, Merkin gets a call from Walt, and uh, Heisenberg is putting out a hit on Jesse, which is the call you got from the previous episode. Correct. You you hear Walt's side of it. <laughs> Expert analysis on that. God, you, how do we say the same fucking thing all the time at the same because time? Because we've known each other since we were wearing. We shared a ten gallon hat, That's and true. Thomas is sharing a leather. Well, pant, since pants. you me and Thomas were all the same what? person, you two were sharing a hat, right? <laughs> and I was sharing leather pants with yeah. one of you. Yeah, no, no, yeah. with your brothers. No. Really you and your hair metal yeah. brothers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and also note that uh, apparently old blonde Merkin has quite a little crush on Lydia because uh, he was creeping out on her, trying Ex-Adian. to get close to her. Was and it interesting that she wasn't like creeped out by it? I think she was, but she decided to, to take advantage of it. To do, she was trying to, to use do. it to help promote. Yeah, to get the, the clarity. To get a better cook. Yeah, and uh, to promote the four C's of the meth. Yeah, exactly. Can so, you name the four C's? Uh, color. Clarity, carrot, and constipation. Uh, <laughs> Color, clarity, constipation, and cunt. <laughs> cock and balls. You got it. Okay, uh, okay. cock and balls. <laughs> starts with a C. <laughs> the phrase starts with a C. <laughs> so, anyways, I'm gonna um, hate myself and then after this the creepy moment though was uh, old blonde Merkin. You won't. He takes the coffee cup that Lydia has and puts his lip exactly where her lips were because there's a lipstick oh, mark and the drinks from Okay. It. That's pretty creepy. Then he ejaculates he into it. He did not do that. Yeah, he did. No. He takes his finger and kind of rubs up against where her lipstick was. He doesn't put the cup up yeah. to his mouth and drink. I don't remember that either, I'm pretty to be sure honest, it's a good... No, you... No, you Am I misremembering? I remember him rubbing... I remember him rubbing the... erotic the, scenes that you uh, want to remember. Maybe I just jacked off. That's that. not what happened. Just because you want to fuck Lydia doesn't mean no, that he... The moment was, right the moment was yeah. creepy enough already. You don't have to expound upon the creepiness. He well, like, anyways. He, like, rubs her lipstick with his thumb, which anyway, is Anyway, really it's weird. creepy. Whatever. So, uh... Whatever. I'm being ridiculous. That's him rubbing the lipstick. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't quite that fast. It was a very slow, dedicated True. movement. It, was, so it then, was a little more passionate than that. Uh, Jesse gets with Hank and Gomi, and they put together a plan to uh, get at Hank's money. 
Hank, Frank, and Remy. Hank, Frank, Remy, <laughs> and Jesse. Yeah. Yes, they're still looking for hard evidence on, yeah. because all they have at this point is Jesse's word. And, and circumstance, yeah. You know, and his mom. And it's a ex-convict. Isn't he a convict? Who? Hasn't he been convicted of something before, Jesse? Hasn't he been... No, he's had minor stuff. Well, then it's his word against, yeah. you know, seemingly perfect Walt yeah. at this point. Oh, wait, that's Stacy's mom, not Jesse's mom. Yeah, Sorry. wrong song. Go ahead. Uh, so they decide to bring in a rope-in... Uh, Saul's Bill bodyguard Clinton? Huell on this, and they basically tell him they they frame a scene with cow brains and make it look like Jesse's dead, and they show Huell a picture and say that Walt has put out a hit on him and Kubi and on Saul, and, and Kubi's uh, gone, and then Kubi's gone, and uh, Huell then decides to confess. Uh, he tells him about storing the money in the barrels and uh, that uh, Kubi gave him a rental van, and but he doesn't know where the money was hidden. And then he actually mentions, I think, in that that he also oh, gives up that he came back and the van was dirty as shit. Yeah. And that he had a shovel with him. Oh, my goodness. So then uh, Hank Frank, they go check up on the van. And they discover that because of some sort of law regulation, the GPS trackers were removed. So they get uh, cock-blocked on that as well. But Hank comes up with the genius idea that, well, uh, Walt doesn't know that. Yeah. So So. Walt doesn't know that, so they decide to set up a little game. But in the meantime... um, Walt is trying to get Jesse out Someone's of hiding. He's playing a dangerous game. <laughs> and uh, to do that, he visits, uh, what's her name, uh, Andrea, and her son that he, that he tried to poison, and says basically that he's been trying to find Jesse, and uh, tries to get gets her to place a call to Jesse, uh, but then, of course, Jesse's on to him. And Saying Hank, Walt's Hank, actually, here, Hank Walt's here, and he's concerned about you, yeah. and blah, blah. Meanwhile, and Hank, Hank has the phone. Hank actually has the phone yeah. and answers it. Oh, well, it doesn't answer it. Here's the voicemail, and then it's like, nice... Nice try, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Uh, and then Saul shows up and tells Walt at the car wash that Huel's missing. And they can't find we him. need a video commercial <laughs> of Hank picking up the phone and the break room that would be just put playing. <laughs> that would be amazing. He's dying really fast. For some reason. <laughs> uh, it is interesting, though, that they haven't shown what happened, to, what actually happened to Kubi. Even though all this is bullshit. They it's been left open for now. I'm sure he's probably fine somewhere, but... Yeah. Uh, I don't know that it's really that important. It's not really relevant. That up. It's not no, really but relevant. it's just, it's interesting. They mention him several times and don't actually show him. Well, they mention him being gone, but I mean, it's just part of their story. Yeah. To lie to what's his name? To uh, Huel. Huel. Yeah. yeah. It's just part of their story to lie to Huel. Uh, his real name and is I, Dan Hunter. I'll get to that in a minute. Remind me to the revelation about Huel later. But go ahead. All right. Yeah. So uh, then they decided to enact their plan, and uh, Jesse. They don't know where the money is, but they decide to make Walt believe they know where it is. So they throw money on a grill and start... Was grill. it a grill? Or, no, they, they get their own barrel. Get, they, they actually their, go yeah. get a barrel and put... Looks I, like they I don't know where, it or something. I don't know where they got money from, but they bury it, yeah. and they, they show it with it open with right, the money right. in it. And Jesse, they send him a picture, and then Jesse calls Walt yeah. and basically starts talking a bunch of shit. Of, you want to hit this? I'm going to burn all your money. Which, yeah. of course, sends Walt into a freaking panic. Right, into a rage. And he rips down the streets of uh, Albuquerque yeah. and out to the spot where he buried Apparently, the money. APD doesn't really care about reckless driving. Apparently not. Walt's There's, done that a few times. And there is no traffic shit. in Albuquerque. Yeah. Hey, he's fine. He's yeah. Walt. They yeah. know. Um, and along the way, they have this giant confrontation, and uh, they're yelling at each other, and, and Walt admits to trying to poisoning Brock. And Yes. And my quite first honestly... Thought, my I, first thought in this is... Man, all they had Giant to do really was do this. They didn't have to follow him. All they had to do was roll tape. 
Yeah, that was my thought talking too. Talking to Jesse, yeah. I thought some, apparently I thought they, were they weren't doing. Yeah, that's what I thought. Come to I, find out, but I was like, all they had to do because he starts admitting fucking everything. Yeah. He admits yeah. everything. I did everything for you. I killed those guys for you. I saved you from that. I mean, I, I mean, he admits everything. If there's a plot, did. if there's a plot hole, it's yes, that. he did. Look, I'm not saying he didn't do it. I'm just saying. No, no, no. I'm saying. I, I can see why Walt really hates Jesse as we go forward, but we'll go ahead and go back to that. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, if there's a plot hole in this entire arc, it's that. It's the fact that why weren't they just recording that? Why God did they yeah. have to follow Well, they may not, uh, honestly. And it may show up again later, they though. May not, they may not have had any idea that that just doing this was going to... Because he does say, Hank does say at one point, like his partner, whose name I can't remember, Remy. didn't yeah. think it would bother him enough. He thought yeah. that the, the sand was different around the picture, that he would get it. Right, but he but uh, fuck Hank, Remy. Hank yeah. Frank thought, thought that there was no way he would be so ju- he would be so fucking enraged about yeah. his money that he wouldn't give a shit like it right the, it, the sand wasn't the same color I could see it going both ways but it's it's a small plot hole but look if that's what we're complaining about this entire show yeah look it's them trying to stay one step ahead of him and they just didn't think of that yeah. portion I'm sure in theory, to me that's a pretty... in the car while they're trying to follow him they're going fuck why didn't we put this on tape yeah. But for a couple of DEA agents, I kind of think they would have been rolling on that. Maybe. But like you say, we don't know for sure that they yeah. weren't, but I, you know. Anyway, we'll get to that yeah. in a second. Let's we'll go see. ahead. So uh, then Walt shows up to the spot where he buried the so money. So he essentially admits just about everything on the phone. Sure. Right. Everything he did for Jesse, everything. which was a lot of it. Yeah. Uh, and he shows up to the spot where he buried the money, and there's, obviously there's nobody there. Until he sees a smoke cloud in the distance. Until Frank and Remy come up. And Frank, Hank, and Jesse. Frank, sorry. Well, Frank, Remy, and Jesse. He shows up. He doesn't see Jesse anywhere. Yeah. He starts, you know, you can see the wheel start to turn in his head of, I've been fucking had. Mm-hmm. Right. And then he rips the battery off his phone. Yeah. And then he finds a elevated spot to look. And then he f- sees them And he's coming. looking around for Jesse. Yeah. yeah. Can't he's, see him. Yeah. And then, he, then it starts to click with him like, I've right, been right. had. Right. And they're coming here. And anyway, there you so go. So then Walt and, uh, well, at that point, he decides to call Blonde Merkin and the Nazis. Which he does. And he gives them the exact GPS says, coordinates. I know where he is. He's going to be right here. He's coming yeah. after me. And he gives them, instead of saying where to go, he gives yes. them the GPS Precise coordinates. Precise GPS coordinates. Yeah. And which then, he has from burying the shit in the first place and then right. memorizing the coordinates. And then Frank and Remy show up, and Walt pretty much decides to give up. Give he tells himself them no. He's still on the whole. Yeah. He's still on the phone with the with Blonde the Nazis. Yeah. yeah, and he basically says, "Don't come. Don't whatever you do, don't come." But of course, they decide to come anyways. Sure, of course. And then the episode ends. Was there any doubt? No, of course not. Not they were going to come. No, the episode isn't in yet. Hank gives himself. I mean, Hank. Walt completely gives himself up. Yeah, like he decides it's not worth fighting with Hank here. Yeah, Walt says, "Fuck Comes it, they out, got me on this. I'm going to go out, ahead and let, gets yeah. cuffed. Let Frank yeah. cuff me. They he put called. It, he calls. They put him in the car. He calls Frank, Marie. Frank Hank calls, calls hand Marie job. and says, <laughs> and calls says I got him. <laughs> yeah, it's over. Blah blah blah. And of course, the whole time I'm going, leave you dumb fuck. Yeah, you're right. just inviting bad things. Yeah. And of course, before the end of the episode, the blonde Merkins come. There's a showdown where they're talking tough shit. And, and then, then everything goes to hell. And then just shoot out like crazy. Major, major firefight starts, and that's pretty much where it leaves. And that episode. is the end of that episode. <clears throat> yep. oh, I wanted to yell at my screen at that moment. I Which like, is a great fucking end. Yeah. Oh, yeah. At the same time, I'm super happy that I waited till the next week to watch it so that I could click, whoop, next one, and keep going. That's what Mark did when he saw that ending. Yeah, exactly. 
I was yelling at my screen. I was like, God damn it, this episode's already over. Fuck. Does, uh, does the Mrs. Hudson watch this show? She does. You? So you, she would have been, her ears would have been bloodied from she the screen. No longer is of hearing ability. Because <laughs> you screamed your eardrums I out? I figured. Right. Okay. Anyway, so that's the end of that episode. That was a great episode. It, it was, was pretty good. It was definitely, other than... That was pretty interesting. This season, other than the the ninth episode coming back with the, you know, the confrontation. Mm-hmm. Right. I would definitely say it's the best ending yeah. to an episode. That The actual season. beginning of this season was... I wouldn't, I wouldn't really call any of this second part of this... Uh, Whatever this is, the fifth. I mean, I guess it's the sixth season, but the fifth. it's the fifth season, really. Um, I wouldn't say the any final of its season. Wouldn't say any of it's weak at all. No, but if there was anything that was a little bit weaker, I would say it was the very beginning of the one that came back. That when he was when Hank was having all the issues and all that. But I think ever since that, it's really like really really taken off. Ever since the confrontation, it has been. Fucking almost nonstop. Yeah, they, they had the one slightly slower episode, but that was still great too. Yeah, but uh, anyway, yeah, the the finale, the cliffhangers have all pretty much been really good. This so, one's really, this one's the best for sure. Which though, one are you talking about? Toja Healy or Ozymandias? Healy. Okay, Tor- yeah. Um, and that brings us to uh, brings us to Ozymandias, which is the the poem that uh, that Walt uh, Brian Cranston was uh, doing the voiceover for in the promo before the season all right started. yes so this is the uh episode that's titled after that poem sorry I don't all right all right you all right there buddy word fart he's got Brain some, fart. he's got some bubbles in his throat all right and this is the the fall the fall of that empire uh really happens in this episode when uh well it starts with a flashback you're gonna play it yeah it starts with a flashback and, and, I did, oh, oh, in the last episode, you also find out when they when they when he comes out and kind of gives himself up. Mm. Jesse's like, "I recognize this place. This is the first place we ever I cook." Just don't, I'm not. Yeah. Which That's sets fair. up the first episode, the the next episode, the first scene. Yeah, because we don't come right back to the gunfight. Is a flashback to, yeah. and of course, I was like, "Good God, are we going to go this whole episode before the fucking <laughs> f- finality of the firefight?" <laughs> the flashback was actually pretty awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. It was um, basically a scene. Mostly from their Although first was, cook. Obviously, obviously they've aged, and you can see like yes. Aaron, uh, it was them redoing a scene. Yeah, Aaron Paul has gained about ten pounds since then, and <laughs> apparently that was the last thing they shot too, which yeah, makes funny. sense based on the hair and everything else. Yeah, but, yeah. And it's him um, when he's just becoming learning how to lie because he's practicing his lies. Yeah, Walt's walking up to the hill trying to practice his lies. Jesse's being like a goofy kid out there, like doing karate know, moves, doing karate moves and crap. <laughs> So funny. That was that was so <laughs> fucking funny. The Walt's man. like look at this idiot down there, you know, yeah. kind of like it was in the first season, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, definitely more comedy. Uh, and then it cuts to uh, the the art. Well, like they I also fade thought out. they did a really cool thing where they faded out pieces, like yeah. they fade out Walt, Walt fades then, out in the foreground, yeah. then Jesse in the and then trailer. The, yeah, then the, and then uh, they do the main title, and then and then they do the main title. Yeah, then they bring back everything that's happening now piece by piece, also, yeah. which I thought was a really cool. Fact. And we ended with the firefight ensuing, and the firefight's over when we come back. Right, yeah. Like, we see the aftermath. Yeah, Remy's dead. Remy's dead. Immediately we see Remy's dead. Mm-hmm. And then... Hank uh, is shot in the leg. Hank is trying to move himself over to grab a shotgun that Remy had. And nobody and, knows where Jesse is. Right. Nobody knows where Jesse is at that point. And... Uh, we saw him getting out of the car in the la- at the end of the previous episode. Right. <clears throat> so, uh, basically, uh, the What's Nazis... Ted Merkin's name? Uh, I'm going to call him Big Merkin. Okay. Head uh, Merkin Nazi. Yeah. 
Um, Uncle Nazi. Jack. That's his name, Jack. Yeah. Jack. Uncle Jack. Uncle Which, Merkin. Of course, the whole Uncle time, fine. Walt is yelling, Jack, no, no, Jack, don't do it, yeah. don't do it. And Walt actually, is like desperately trying to get him not to kill Hank. And this uh, is interesting because it's really... It's an example of uh, the last shred of humanity, the last shred of Walter White that has, resur- has resurrected itself. I guess I don't think that, we've seen it yet. In this it's got scene, a couple actually. of shreds. You don't. But, I was about no, to say, it's got a no, couple. No. But this there's is, another scene later that I think is the last vestige. Well, okay, of, fair enough. Of Walt being, but shred. there is some Walter White left, and it's not yes. all Heisenberg. Yes, yes, right. But this is a scene that very much emphasizes yeah. that. Right. That he's, he's not begging. He really, really doesn't want him to kill Hank. He yeah. doesn't want him to kill Hank. At all. He goes so far as offering all his of his money. $80 million mm-hmm. to not Jack and the rest of them to not kill him. Yeah. Yep. So. And basically. And they debate it. I mean, it's. They debate it a little forth. bit. It's back and forth. But Hank basically says, you know, you're, you're the smartest guy. One I know, of the greatest lines in the entire made up his mind show. Minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. that's such a great line. It's so... Yeah. You're the smartest guy I've ever known, but he made up his mind to me. And then ago. Hank just tries to say, go ahead and do what you're going to do, but before he can finish the sentence, yeah. you know, he shoots him right in the head, and that's, yeah. that's it for Hank. So that scene... Hank gets sent back to the toilet. That may be one of the greatest television scenes I've ever seen. Oh, it was, it was so great. So amazing. It was really good. So uh, Uncle Merkin decides he would give one barrel of money because of Blonde Merkin... Uh, that they would give him one barrel of the money, which was approximately, I think, $11 million. There's something really interesting, too, that the that they dug up the money, yeah. and then in the hole that they dug, they throw uh, the Hank and Gomi into that. Yeah, yeah. that was interesting. <clears throat> yeah. But anyway. So, yeah, they take the other seven. There's eight barrels? Something eight, like that, yeah. yeah. Eight. So they take the other seven, oh, seven. barrels. So they get like seven here. So they get like $70 million. Nobody has made out better in this scenario the than the Nazis. Than Uncle Nazi friend, uh, Jack who, or whatever. Who are now $69 million more in their pockets. Yeah, right. And it's also something else we'll get to, but... but so they decide to leave one for Walt, and they say, he says, you know, my nephew, nephew Merkin, really respects you. I want to make sure we're okay. We've got to so, know we're okay, or else yeah. you know, we're going to have a problem. Yeah, so he gives so him a weak handshake. Sh- he finally shakes his hand. His hand. Yeah. Jack yeah. starts to walk off, and he says, you still need to honor my... Essentially, my in you, the bar, you, owe me you Jesse. killed Jesse. You still owe me Jesse. And like, and tell, tell us where he is, and Walt points him out underneath the car because he saw him. Yes. Yeah. Tell us, you, and this you is tell where, us he, where he is, and, Walt, and then Walt's like, found him. And this <laughs> is where Heisenberg re, you know, reasserts himself. Yes. It's so interesting because he just got done pleading for Hank's life. Yes. And now someone who he's saved on multiple occasions, he's like, you're going to die. He's saved on multiple occasions, but at the same time, one of the things he called Jesse in the last one was... Uh, what did he call him? As he's being arrested, as they read him Skill as Rex? they call he a coward. Ca- calls him a coward. Yeah, yeah, true. It's just interesting. Just after that scene where he tries to save Hank, that he has essentially he's going Hank to have is, yeah, but that Hank was has always been one hundred percent Hank. True. He's never deviated from the person, the character he is. Hank is a kind of a pompous ass, but at the same time, he was you know he was dedicated to his job and all yeah. that kind of stuff. So yeah, Jesse yeah he was pretty much never treated him like shit. Nah. Yeah. And now is informing on Hank, or Hank, on uh, Walter. On Walt, yeah. So. After all the shit he did for him. Yeah, yeah that's got to be the perspective he has. Yeah, I, I understand. It's yeah. just, he just becomes, like after that one moment of, for lack of a better term, warmth and hope, he becomes the complete cold-blooded bla- 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 bastard again, and then turns around and tells him that's that. It's one of the scenes where you can't really blame him, though. Yeah. I mean, you can blame me, him for everything else, it seems like, but. My opinion, though, giving also. Him any. Everybody tries to give Jesse a fucking pass all the time. Mm-hmm. So if you go, you know, if you just met a guy and you found out he killed somebody, okay? Yeah. Yeah, sometimes there's justification. There, there can be situations where it's justified to happen. But if I tell you, 
yeah, you know, I killed somebody. And uh, the reason I did was because I went ahead and was creating a bunch of meth with somebody. And uh, the bigger meth dealer was going to go ahead and kill me. So I had to go ahead and kill the other guy who was cooking for me. You'd be like, well, that's, you know, well, fuck that. You killed somebody. Yeah. You know, not that Gail is some kind of lamb either, the guy he killed, because he was working for him too. But right. why does Jesse get a fucking pass for that? I and guess everybody it's wants because to for him. he's been such a shit-upon character that's just trapped by this life. That he is, seemingly but he chose had, it. Despite, yeah, you're right. Yes, he chose it. Absolutely. But despite Walt's circumstances and despite his tragic circumstances, Jesse seems way more the tragic figure in a lot of ways. I totally, I totally he agree battles, with that. He battles with a conscience that Walt seemingly has and an addiction. Completely, he does ignored. have a conscience. I, I agree with that. But at the same time, I'm just saying, if he ends up getting it in the end and dying, well, I mean, you also could have just fucking left and not sure. come back and tried to you're kill right. Walt Look, too. He's in the situation he is, which we'll get to in a minute. I don't think anybody gives him a pass in that he shouldn't die by the end of the season. I think a lot of people would be very upset if he did. Oh, and my I don't God. Really, I, I don't really really understand that. I would not at all. I don't know. I'd be a little... I, I, really, I, I still root for Jesse. So do you I agree would, that most people probably would be probably. upset if he died? I don't, I don't think so. I, think, I agree with you. I root for him. I, I want See, him to survive. a lot of people root for him. I, I, I don't just, want him to die. I root for him, but I think if he dies, that's kind of the life he... It's the life he chose. Well, I'm surprised. I'm glad to hear you say that because a lot of people seem like they like. Oh God, if Jesse dies, it'd be such a big deal. Yeah. Like even Angela when she was on here, like, oh, gotta get you know, mm-hmm. gotta make sure Jesse gets. Why? I mean, I, he, he was he's in this. I like, want him like to. Walt. I want him to survive because I'm rooting for him. But I also don't have. He's I a little bit better person at the root of it than yeah. Walt is. A lot better person, but, dude. Let's not. Let's not. Well. But frankly, Walt did do a lot of shit for him too yeah, well, along the way. Well, of that doesn't give him a. Fr- but that doesn't. Okay, that gives him a free pass when it comes to their relationship. That's that doesn't what I'm give him a about. free pass as a human being who doesn't deserve to die at the end of. This I'm not thing. saying Walt doesn't deserve to die either, okay. but I'm saying I can totally understand why Walt is fucking pissed at him and yeah, wants yeah, to kill him. Now. I'm not arguing that point at all. And yeah, I don't. And a lot of people probably think Walt's a bastard for doing that. No, I, I won't have a problem. If he Jess- turned on him yeah, exactly. Yeah. After whatever, after all he did for him, I don't have a problem. With Jesse dying, I don't want him to die. I root for him because yeah. he is a tragic figure, and I really like him. But I understand if they decide to kill him in the show. Absolutely. Totally understand Anyway, that. let's keep so, going uh, on the show. That's just, like I said, just something on the side yeah. that I've heard a lot, and I don't really understand. So okay. uh, Walt decides at that moment, while Blonde Merkin and Jack are taking him into custody, that he would inform him about the death of his, uh, what was her name? Uh, former girlfriend. Former girlfriend, he just yeah. just sat there and watched her die. Yeah, Which, I don't know. Oh, Jane, one of, Jane. That was one of the more yeah, intense Jane. scenes I've He's ever like, seen. For I could have sure. saved her, but I just sat there, watched her choke on her just vomit. absolutely rubbing it in yeah. to be a dick. Yeah. I but, mean, it is the most insane, like, but you know, oh, by the way, motherfucker, scoreboard. He rubbed it in to be a dick at that point, but in his twisted morality, he was doing that for Jesse's benefit mm-hmm. at the time. Because he thought Jane was an absolute yes. beating oh, yeah. for him. Yeah, yeah. Yes. He thought but, he was saving yeah, her. Uh, but yes, at this time. Yeah. yeah. And weren't they like planning to leave together? Like he was going to quit and leave. They were going to yeah, take yeah. all of Jesse's money yeah. and go to South America or something. Yeah. But in this case, he uses it as a knife to twist into Jesse's. Oh, yeah, he did. So um, last time. they're about to put a, in a bullet in his head, and Blonde Merkin speaks up and says, Hey, we need to find out what he told the DEA. And then, of course, we, as we find out, you know, he decides to use him for a cook later. Like he's basically ties him up on a big chain. And yeah, he ties him, up on a giant cookie. Much okay, you're skipping a little bit. I know, much I know. later, yeah. he ties him on a chain that after beating the, the shit out of him. After beating the fuck out, I mean, he's sure. barely recognizable yeah. a little bit in the face. And at the end of the chain, at the end of that link, is a picture of the girl and her do- and her son. Yeah, to remind him. To remind Brock him and his why mother, he's doing this. Andrea. Essentially, yeah. just just. 
fucking genius. But, like they don't even have to say. He doesn't even say a thing. All he says is, "Let's cook." Yeah, and then he sees the picture, and it's just like he has no choice. So amazing. So uh, great. But anyway, by the way, they have that torture chamber buried in that in that area yeah. by, next to the hangar. It's like. God, right. what are you guys up to, you fucking Nazis? <laughs> I know. Uh, so now on the other side of uh, the show, Handjob decides to go to the car wash. <laughs> she and does. Yeah. No one understands what you're saying. Uh, <laughs> tell Skyler about the fact that... Uh, Hank's wife, Marie... Handjob. Uh, decides to tell... <laughs> Skyler. To tell Skyler. these handjobs. <laughs> that, uh, anyways, to tell Skyler that... Uh, Walt has been arrested. Walt is in custody. Hank, but she, she doesn't know. Obviously, obviously, Marie has no idea that Hank's dead. Right. So she's going in there and telling Skyler that they need to confess because yeah. uh, Hank is, you know, arrested Walt. Take and you need to right tell now. your son. She says, "If you don't well, tell," she basically Walt Jr. says, "We're gonna help with everything. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do everything I can for you, but I do have conditions. Yeah, you and have to tell them, Walt Jr. I will. Oddly, was that. Walt Jr. needed to know about yeah. it. Because if he doesn't find out now, he's going to find out to the press. Right. And that's going to be worse. I don't really blame her for pushing that. but No, I sure. don't either. So she does, and Walt Jr. reacts like, you Well, know, yeah. Yeah. Like his, well, they, his father the hero he again at yeah, that Yeah, his hero, the guy, the, the one guy that's been rooting for his father through the entire show. Right. Yeah, he finds out like that and just completely flips out, doesn't believe, and so they start to go home. And when they get home, they find Walt packing bags for everybody. Right, and, and they're like, what the fuck, why yeah. are you here? Because Hank arrested you, is yeah. he dead? And, and then everything starts to unravel. Everything unravels big time. And then everything, then Walter Jr. decides to start believing. And then at that point... Well, he doesn't <clears throat> fully believe. He's asking a lot of questions. Yeah. He keeps asking his dad then, what's going on. Then, as he's being insistent that we need to pack bags and stuff, she pulls a knife. Because she, she keeps asking him, why aren't you in custody? You were arrested. Oh, because she figures out Hank is dead. She figures out that, that Hank is dead. And so at that point, she grabs a kitchen knife. And Walter, at one point, to his credit, does say, I tried to save him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, she pulls a kitchen knife and says, get out of here. They wrestle with the knife. Well, when he refuses to leave the house. Yes. Yeah. She decides to knife. attack. She, she mama bears like, it and hops yeah. in front of Walt Jr. and pulls a knife and says, get the hell out of here. And yeah. I was like, okay, someone ends up dead from this. Yeah. As yeah. It's it happening. was amazing that nobody, nobody <laughs> and did. And somehow no one does. No yeah. one gets hurt by the knife. Oh, well. Walt she slashes cut, knife and yeah. uh, she slashes his hand. his hand a little bit yeah. with the knife, but nothing and then, severe. And then uh, Walter Jr. picks up his phone, calls the police, and is pr- trying to protect the his mom his and mom, the kid. Finally, Holly. after and all this dad, time, and yeah. Walt grabs the kid in the in the confusion. yeah it takes Holly and bolts. It's just insane after this whole series of Walter Jr. giving mm-hmm. his mom hell up and yeah. down. You know, every second, then finally he realizes what's going on. Yeah, and then finally, Dude, finally, really kind of goes to her I side. I mean, it's totally believable. I understand that, that the boy but I'm he thinks his kid is his dad. I mean, is think the how oblivious hero. you were to your own parents' no, finances when you were growing up. I'm not blaming him. I'm just saying it's interesting to yeah. finally see that happen. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. After all of this, totally. and that's definitely Walt Jr.'s best scene of the series. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But, he, was, uh, he was awesome in that. See, hey, bolts, and then there's a very super dramatic Emmy performance winning. <laughs> Uh, her running down the street after yeah, him. Yeah, that was so. Oh yeah, uh, so sad. Like, when he like guns this crappy truck back. that he bought for yes. five grand. Or oh yeah, rams her car out of the driveway. Rams the car out of the driveway and takes off. Yeah, it takes off with Holly in tow. And uh, then he's you know later on he's at a changing station. At that point, I kind of figured this this particular scene is kind of why I thought the next scene was the way it was. We kind of mm-hmm. had a discussion about this the other day. Yeah, yeah. But um, you know, I didn't catch on to this at first. But Holly is, you know, his daughter's there and he's doing the changing station. He's talking to her and she keeps asking for Mama over mm-hmm. and over and over again. Which, how did they get that kid to do that? You know? I don't know. And so, like, crying and, like, how yeah. do you, like, you, 
I don't, I don't understand I don't the whole know. kid acting thing, but that kid was spot on, man. But anyway, to me, in that particular scene, something yeah. clicked with Walter that these kids need some kind of parent that is not going to be yeah. locked up forever. It's a combination of that and also this kid does not fucking know him. That too. That's one of the things yeah. that I was just like... This kid does not feel comfortable with him at all. That he doesn't too. even know. Like, he's not even been around or anything. Yeah. Right. So he dumps Holly off at a fire station whoa, and whoa, turns whoa, on whoa, the... Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, Slow he makes a call first, a but yes, that's that's ultimately okay. what happens. He makes a call? That's like yeah. one of the biggest moments of the entire I'm show. I'm just saying. It's a little out of order, but that's ultimately the two things that happen. So, yeah. Next, next he makes a call to Skyler. Basically, while the cops are there, while the cops are there, ask if the cops are he there or not. He knows they're there, but he knows they're there. I mean, fuck, See, Walt Junior called them, and he knows yeah. if it's an Amber Alert and all that other shit, they're not just going to go I don't, away. I don't know why I didn't catch on to this at first that this entire speech yeah. he gives about calling her a bitch and you know that it was a performance. I didn't catch on that at first. I don't know why. Really? But it didn't click with me at first. It clicked with me immediately, he's especially when he's crying, crying in between it. And to I, me, it's a very see, interesting. He basically, mix of, he basically it, starts saying things like. When you cross me, you end up like Hank. While yeah. he's he's stern through the phone, but you can see him crying. That's what that's it's, why I think. But that's what you, I think you were talking about earlier. The last vestiges of the yeah. human that he was. I think that was that. But see, I also see that. it as it seemed a very Walt Heisenberg crossover. I was going to say it's like a two faced moment because yeah. I also feel that what he was saying on the phone he probably didn't is believe not a lie. Like that, the actual feelings part of that, not the lies that he was spouting, but the actual feelings calling her. You never believed in me. You, Blah blah blah. No, I don't that, think it was a lie at all. I think no, it was completely genuine. Honesty. Yeah. yeah. What, what what did I say that made you think that I thought no, he was no, lying just, about well, it? Well, like everybody was saying it was an act and whatever. No, no. Well, well, he trumped up the other stuff. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think he blamed. He essentially but the feelings took involved. on all of the responsibility yeah, for yeah. the things. Oh, sure. And you were always fighting me and you were always. He, he played up that she had nothing to do with it. But the feelings the part of that. Yeah. The feelings part of it, I thought it was a total Heisenberg and moment. And to me, I, I kind of thought in Skylar's face, like she did a really good acting job there as well, as you can kind of see the. Switch flipping in her mind that yeah. that's what he's doing too. Yeah. yeah, so I thought it was a it was a great combination of things happening there, and that was that was a another Emmy moment was that scene sure. with Walt on the phone, Brian Cranston while he's being a complete asshole yeah. on the phone is crying at the same time. Right, my God, I well because he knows he's got to get out of there at that just, point, not see them anymore. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm just saying it's like an incredible. Just an acting skill level moment. And he's Just losing a master class. That, he's losing the family that this whole thing's yeah. been about. That scene and this whole, that whole episode are some of the greatest shit ever. It's I know, and so I can't. Good. I, I and. Just as an aside, they he after this, this is when he leaves Holly at the fire station. Then he takes right. off to get a new identity and grow some hair. And uh, you know, I don't know if that was the. Plot I don't understand point how anybody. Right then, but. I don't understand why they would even bother to nominate any other shows for the Emmys because. <laughs> Breaking Bad yeah, is going last, to trounce the last everything. scene is him being picked up by the guy who gets yeah. people lost. The guy that Jesse the chose not maroon to minivan. The maroon. You never heard the uh, had the uh, blue yeah. bonnet awards for news. Yeah, it was uh, <laughs> maybe someone else will get the blue bonnet award for news. So, is it just me or does this feel like this was the climax? And then, not that not that we don't have stuff left to wrap up, but you know, uh. like plays and stuff have a climax where everything happens. Sure. And then, yeah, there's still stuff that uh. has to happen. I don't know. I think some other big events could definitely happen in this. Maybe, next one. maybe so. But it's like we already know certain things. Obviously, that we've seen in Flash Forward. I'm so. very curious. A bit. We I'm, don't I'm know curious, a lot. But yeah, it, uh, yes. Why is Walt buying the gun and coming back? You have no idea. Why I know. He's doing there's that. still a lot to wrap up. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that there's stuff that doesn't is not going to happen. Yeah. I'm not saying it's all you know rainbows and unicorns. But 
it just seems like this was being titled Ozymandias, and that's how you preview your season. It feels like this was the climax. I don't know. And then everything else is... It's very weird that the episode Uh. ends with him leaving with the guy who gets people lost, because, you know, where do you go from there? That guy? Is there a smoke monster? Obviously, go to Connecticut. True. And you grow some hair. And then you come back from Connecticut. Okay. I mean, if the flash forwards are accurate. buys a gun from Jim Beaver. Maybe. But, I mean, why does he come back, and why is the household sure. fucked up? Because, I mean, Skylar and the kids are still living there. Does something happen to them? Well, you know? my, my guess you is... You never know. My guess is that everything comes out in the news. Obviously, Skylar abandons a house because there's too much press. Whatever. She, she just abandons leave. the house, and that's what happens there? I, that's uh, my guess, because it's not burned down. I don't think so. Somehow. I think that's pretty... I think that'd be pretty weak. I think <laughs> well, something but bigger happens It didn't obviously burn down, but I, th- well, I feel like... down. She but. probably... She must have left or not gone to hiding, but, you know, getting out of the neighborhood, whatever... And then, obviously, it comes out in the news, and probably kids break in and spray paint Heisenberg. It's impossible to, to Who know knows? if she's actually, like, anyone, everyone's alive that. or not, too. That's yeah. Oh, yeah, there's, true. We'll see. Because yeah. who knows what the Nazis need? Who knows what Blonde Merkin needs? Who knows what's going to happen with Jesse mm-hmm. on the damn chain? I mean, they, they can't just leave that that way. And don't, don't forget Lydia. Yeah, Lydia's got to be a part of it somewhere. Lydia's in, Lydia and the Czechs. Right. The Czech Merkins. I would think she would be a part of it. They'd be really odd. Well, she's such a major figure. She's got to have some say. Some, some, something's got to come down. Somebody's got to get the rice in, too, right? Yeah. And I... Yeah, that's got to come back into play somehow. Mm-hmm. I still think I heard the uh, perfect ending to the series would be that... Uh, I heard this on the radio last Saturday, that at the very end of the series, Beaver and Skinny Pete end up with Walt, all of Walt's money. <laughs> and they just I, I, getting high for the rest of their lives. Seems really odd. I think that would be kind of awesome. Okay, well. because like you know, why don't you keep those guys around, and keep coming back? But well, I mean, they're they co- comedic relief or whatever. Uh, yes, I know, but I think it'd be a funny comedic note at the end that those two have who have done nothing in their <laughs> lives end up with all the money. I think that'd be kind of they awesome. helped distribute at some point, didn't they? Yeah, uh, very little bit. Yeah. Still, yeah. So, well. <laughs> <laughs> Out, go, out, out, go, out. Well, this has been yet another astounding episode of uh, America's favorite podcast, The Break Room. Out, go, go out, out, gasoline, high five. five. Marconi award winning for podcasts every year since 2003. Please give us a call 469 665 high five. And leave us a question three, Terrence three Terrence years Terrence. before it existed. Or comment out, on go, anything out, we uh, talked about five. today. Uh, you can always email us at breakroomshow at gmail.com. I'll go out. And you can find everything five. related to this award-winning show at popsyndicate.net. Find us I'll on Facebook at facebook.com slash thebreakroom. Find us on Twitter at thebreakroom. Find me on Twitter at the mark with a C. Dustin is at DWS9775. And Thomas is at Naveed Central. Out, go out. Gasoline high five. And, of course, myspace.com slash thebreakroom. Uh, don't forget to listen to our sister shows, the 15-Minute Movie Podcast, the Hobo Shack, and the Drunken Movie Show. And if you like the song at the end of the show... And you want to help us out and pay for these dumb servers? Then uh, click on the break room and click on the All episode right. and Gasoline. buy that song. High five! Out go out go out! <laughs> and don't forget Amazon. We all, we all love our old pal Amazon. Out, well, he out, needs uh, out, he needs you to shop out, on his out, site. Go so out, 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 click out, on the banner. Go, go out out on the uh, Pop Simply website out. and go shop and uh, help us out. But uh, of course, about please. The drunken movie podcast. Yeah, please uh, go tell a friend about the show. That's always the best thing you can do for us. And Dr. go to Frank iTunes, thirteen stars, iTunes, Golly. and leave us a five star rating and a nice comment. We'd really appreciate it. All right, leave a what? Uh, next week, Dexter 
and more Breaking Bad. Yeah. It's going to be very TV intensive. Just give us so a comment. If you haven't caught up to any of those, you should probably just skip next week's episode. Well, go ahead and download it. Just don't listen to it. Yeah, download it for sure. Yeah, yeah. Definitely and buy some through Amazon from it. And uh, go give uh, Amazon a call. And what does that serve? All right, I'll go out. Hi, this is Glenn Morshower, and you're listening to The Break Room with Mark, Dustin, and Thomas. Out, go out, gasoline, hi-fi. And Canadian. Pharaoh sing 
Funding for this program was made possible by the Corporation for Pop Syndicate Podcasting and by annual financial support from viewers like you. This is The Break Room. 